You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, great to have your company. Sports Central this Saturday afternoon with Julian King. The text line number 0457. 736, 736. Well, look, last week we were talking about the greatest tennis player of all time off the back of Novak Djokovic and his 10th Australian Open title. And then that quickly branched out. Our next guest was mentioned a ton of times on the text line. We thought it was only natural we got him on the show. A world champion woodchopper. He held the World Woodchopping Championship title for 21 consecutive years. Won the Australian Axeman of the Year nine years in a row. He's won over 1,000 championships. Get your head around that. He's won every competition in Australia and New Zealand, broken world records, a member of the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. He's an OAM. And look, if I stayed here all day and rattled off all he's done, we'd never have a chance to hear from him. It is, of course, the great David Foster is on the light right now. G'day, Dave. Yeah, good afternoon. And uh, thanks very much. Uh, what, a, uh, what, a, what, a great, uh, what a great sort of introduction that that was you can keep going on if you want <laughs> <laughs> well, i was going to say no, i mean lovely. Thank mate you. you've done plenty of these interviews over the years you've heard people rattle off your your resume do you ever get tired of hearing or do you ever do you ever stop david and just pinch yourself and say gee that it's not bad my list of achievements i, I went pretty well at this wood chopping caper yeah in 1979 uh, my father was a world champion wood chopper and, and i won my first world title in 1979 and that night I went home and I did pinch myself to think that, you know, here's this boy that had a dream and uh, worked hard and, um, you know, uh, and, you know, finishing up uh, winning that world title. But, but if somebody said to me as a kid going to school at 15 years of age when I left school that my life would have turned out the way it, the way it has, uh, you know, you, you kind of doubt that. So to win 186 world titles, oh. uh, to win one world title 21 years straight, uh, you know, won my last world title when I was 57 years of age. So, um, you know, captain of the Australian team for 21 years, mate, it's been unbelievable. It's almost like you were destined to do it. You mentioned your dad, I think your brother as well, and, of course, your son gets involved. How, how did you first get into it? Is it just following the footsteps of your old man? Yeah, yeah, I think when you when you grow up and your dad or your mum does something as a child, you, you, you kind of get into that sport, you know. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I was, you know, I was carted to woodchop carnivals as a kid and then, you know, very, very lucky that I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, have a bit of a crack and, and my first world title was actually with that at, at Sydney show. So, um, you, you know, back in 1979. So uh, it, it, it's kind of like a kind of like a dream. I remember I've been to a number of Sydney shows, Royal Easter shows, and, and it was always the must-see event. You know, it was the wood chopping, and and this is my honestly my standout memory of seeing you there uh, year in year out. I mean, did you ever think, David, you become such a, a cult figure in Australian society? As I said, saw you chopping at the Royal Easter Show, the the big body, the big mower. You know, some call you the larger <laughs> version of David Boone. I've been described, and the amount of people, David, that said to me, you know, I'd love to have a beer with that bloke. I think is perhaps the highest compliment. Yeah, and and I can honestly tell you that I probably have had a drink with a lot of those people as well. <laughs> uh, one thing I worked out, one thing I worked out very young in my career that I thought that 
you know, that this is not going to last forever. So I wanted to enjoy the journey. And I wanted to, I wanted people to actually get the chance chance to meet me because I am a people's person. I, I, I you know, don't mind a beer, don't mind a bit of fun. And, uh, you know, when it's serious time, you know, that's when you get serious. But, um, no, I, you know, I've done a lot of charity work, uh, which, I, which, which I've been very, very, very lucky that I've been able to do that as well. So I put something back in. And, uh, you know, I get a chance to talk to kids about, you know, it makes no matter what background you come from. Uh, if, you have a, if you have a dream and you work hard, uh, that dream will come true because, uh, be, because we live in Australia, the greatest country in the world. So I'm very lucky that I was born that I was born here in here in this great country. Yeah, well said, mate. I've got to say, Tasmania is one of the best kept secrets still in in this country. I, I want to get onto your charity work in a moment, but just back on the Easter show, I remember as a kid, uh, and forgive my ignorance here, but uh, you know what? What's the one where you you know you cut the notch in the pole and you sort of wedge the plank in it and stand on that and then and hit the next one? What's that discipline called? Yeah, that's called the tree filling. That's tree. something that I've that's something that I've I've never done. I've, I keep telling people I was always a half a stone too heavy for the board. <laughs> it's a lot of trust placed in those boards, I have to say. They they take a fair bit of strain, but it, you know that it, it stuns me how they take the weight and, and of course the balance to keep going yeah. is remarkable. But yeah. uh, just take uh, us through some. It's a great part of our sport. Yeah, just take us through some of the I guess some of the key disciplines in a, a regular wood chopping competition. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it's all it's all based on what our ancestors did when they went uh, when they went into the forest. They actually fell a tree. So the reason for the tree felling is that those big those big butter trees, like instead of cutting through, you know, all those big butts that they that they go up where the tree would sort of sort of taper off. Uh, uh, so that's the tree felling. We cut the underhand is the one between our legs. Mm. We cut the standing block where you stand up beside, and of course we've got the single handed and double handed cross cut sawing. So that's the five disciplines. Uh, uh, that we do, and, and then we've got different size logs in that. So people say to me, you know, how do you win 186 world titles? Um, well, I was very lucky to win 60 world titles in Sydney alone. So, uh, so, so that was the underhand standing, the single and the double-handed soaring, and of course all, all the different size, all the different sizes in that as well. So I, I, try, I try to tell people it's a bit like, you know. Uh, you know, um, you know, if you're running, you've got the 100 metre sprint, you've got the 200, mm. the 400, the 800. Well, I was lucky enough to win all those events, uh, yeah, from a small log to a big log. It's, and I'm amazed at how quick you are. I want to talk axes. How many axes do you own, yeah. Dave? Yeah, back in my heyday, I would have had probably about 100 axes. Um, 100 axes. Uh, uh, yeah, did you have a favourite? You know, cricketers have their favourite bat. Did you have a favourite? Well, what I what I did is that I, I mostly uh, when I went to Sydney show, I kept that same axe that I won the world title with, and that axe would only be used from one year to the next. So, okay. uh, so then when you chop every Saturday somewhere, you'd have different axes for different events. Yeah. So yes, I did have my favourite uh, my favourite axes that only come out at special occasions. Did you name it? You're one of those that, that named their ass. Yeah, yeah, they're all named. They're all named. They're all got from uh, mostly uh, mostly uh, around the, the beer companies and the food companies. So <laughs> I had I had VB and I had <laughs> I had pies and I had, oh. I had I had hamburger and. <laughs> you know. Uh, one of my best uh, uh, one of my best axes was VB, mate. Yes, yeah, Australian classic. Uh, do you still have all your all your fingers and all your toes, David? 
Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm a typical Tasmanian. Got 14 toes. So I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> but missing a few teeth, as some would say. <laughs> hey, yeah. How competitive does the sport get? You know, there's a lot of sledging and staring down and that sort of thing. You know, you call that an axe. There's a lot of lot of chatter and talk before competition. Yeah, we're getting like I'm sure that our dressing room is no different than a lot of other dressing rooms. You, you, you've got your different groups of people that you, you know, that you associate yourself with. Uh, uh, but we are a wood chopping family, really. You know, I, I, like you know, through my uh, all those years of wood chopping, I've seen boys come through and now become champions. Uh, I, I'm actually very proud. I'm actually very proud of our our sport. You know, we can leave all of our axes and our wallets in the dressing room, and you know, nobody touches anything. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so it really is a gentleman's sport, really. To be honest with you. In terms of the sharpness of the blade, I've got somebody asking, uh, how sharp are they? Could you shave with it? Yes, yeah, well, yeah. You can actually shave with all the axes we use. So, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, they they definitely are razor sharp. Yes, uh, honey, I shaved with VB this morning. She'd rather give you a rather quizzical look, uh, no doubt. I've got a question, another question here, David, on the text line. This is from Illstorm Hillary Loves Wood Chopping. It says, uh, can you please ask David his thoughts on the steel timber sports and their format and our world championships? Yeah, I think it's great for our sport. Um, it's something that I never had the opportunity to go into. Um, the, the, the only thing that I, the, the only thing that I'm really worried about the steel timber sports is, is actually run by a run by a sponsorship company. So right. when they decide to pull the pin, I, I think that yeah, yeah, that whole event will will go. But uh, but it's definitely lifted the profile of our sport. And the Australian guys have just proved just how good they are in, in that as well. You know, our sport started here over 150 years ago, and the Australian axemen have showed the rest of the world just how good we are. And away from wood shopping, you're a real community man. Uh, you partner with a number of charities like Age Care and Men's Health, LGBTQ rights and, and other things as well. Just tell us about some of the yeah. projects, David, you're involved in. Yeah, well, you know, uh, David, you talk about David Boone and I. David Boone and I took our moustaches off for, off for cerebral palsy. We got $100,000. We got $50,000 each for our moustaches. And that, and that $100,000 bought, bought about uh, 20 or 25 walkers for, for kids, that, kids that have been in wheelchairs. And, and when, you can see a, when you see a child walk for the first time, if that doesn't inspire you and make you make you appreciate what we've got in life, there's something wrong with you. So, you know, I get involved in those mostly kids' charities. Um, uh, you know, make a wish. Uh, you know, auction one of my axes off, but I've got forty thousand dollars for one of the axes. So that's so that's great for the charity, but it's also fantastic when you see a company that's prepared to pay that sort of money mm. for charity as well. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, like, I think if you're having a tough day out there, uh, go and do something for charity and, and it makes your day, it makes your day a lot better. It does. Where do we find you these days, David? Yeah, in Tasmania still. Uh, I'm the carer for my wife, unfortunately. My wife had a brain aneurysm and a stroke, so I don't like using the word carer, but she, she's pretty good. I can, I can leave her at home and then, you know, I, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've got a fantastic family unit. And uh, so I'm over here now. It's here at um, I'm at Berry. I'm in New South Wales. My my son Stephen is is having a real crack this year. Yeah. So at Sydney show, he, um, he's hoping that, that that he can win a world title in Sydney. 
So I bought him to Kiama and Berry show, and uh, and he's he's cutting fantastic. So uh, so I so I'm spending a bit of your, spending a bit of time and trying to get Stephen. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll win a world, world title in Sydney. And you have you've actually been in competition with him as well. Is that right? Yes, very lucky, very lucky. Uh, we, we got second in the world title in Sydney uh, three times. Uh, was, I was never lucky enough to win that world title in Sydney. But but before I retired, I made the Australian team with Stephen as a crosscut sawyer in, in the team. So that was a great honour for me to be able to be in the Australian team with my son. So. Uh, so I so I've so I've ticked off all the boxes in in this little world of mine. You have, and we've ticked off a box here on the program this afternoon. David, you've been very generous with your time. Uh, I think the last time I spoke was a, a number of years ago. It was great to catch up again. Uh, you are indeed a great Australian. Congratulations on what you've achieved. Congratulations on on what you do and go well. No worries. And if I could just say one thing to all those parents out there and the grandparents, just tell your kids that that you know to. Follow their dream, and that dream will come true because we live in Australia, the greatest country in the world, that, that if you have a dream, work hard, believe in yourself, it, it will come true. Yep, well said. Thank you so much for your time today, David. Anytime. See you in Sydney. See you out there. He's David Foster. is in uh, Barry at the moment. Bit of time in Kiamman or from, yeah, look, get down to Tasmania. It's, like I said, the best kept secret. Uh, great Australian. is very kind of him to donate some of his time this afternoon. But what about that? I mean, just frightening. Frightening numbers we're talking about. 21 consecutive years held the World Wood Chopping Championships. One over a 1,000 championships. And our OAM, member of the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. You heard some of the numbers you rattled off there. There's too many to mention. And he is indeed a, a great Australian and, well, a great sportsman. So if you're talking goat debate in wood chopping, well, there is no debate. We'll take a break.